0: CHAPTER One OF LITTLE MISS GRASSHOPPER This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devora Allen. Little Miss Grasshopper, by Johanna Speary. CHAPTER FIRST. BEFORE THE JOURNEY. IN DRESDEN, NOT FAR FROM THE TERRACE ON THE ELBE stands a large stone house. One sunny July morning, Herr Felland was sitting there in his easy chair and holding such a large newspaper in front of him that nothing at all could be seen of his face. Opposite him sat his wife in a white morning cap. From time to time she poured a little water from the singing kettle on the fragrant coffee in the coffee pot. Breakfast was about to be served. Then the door opened and two little girls entered, followed by a young lady who regarded with some anxiety the lively way in which little Rita ran bounding through the room in order finally to spring with one big leap on her papa's knee. By her skill in jumping, it was plain to see that it was not the first time she had accomplished this. Rita now looked triumphantly around, as if to say, Now I am once more seated in my strong castle where no harm can reach me. Then she put her little curly head under the big newspaper and said roguishly, Oh, Papa, now I have found you. When are we going to the Gemi? Papa laid aside his paper, kissed his little girl, and said, First, good morning, little grasshopper. We will see about planning for the trip later. On account of her nimble jumping, her papa called her little grasshopper. When Rita found the big paper was no longer between her and her papa, she threw her arms around his neck and said, Good morning, with great affection. Meanwhile, her sister Ella was standing perfectly still beside her papa's chair, waiting for his morning greeting. Then he kissed his older little daughter also, and she sat down quietly at the table. "'Now please go too and sit where you belong,' said papa to Rita, who had made no move to leave her high seat. "'I am going right away, papa,' said Rita assuringly. But first she straightened herself up in her castle and said, "'I was only waiting for you to say when we are going to the Gemmy.' "'As soon as mother has packed,' replied her papa. "'Then Rita jumped down and ran to her mother. "'Oh, mama, let us pack today. Please, please, right away,' begged Rita coaxingly. "'I will help you, and Ella can help you too, and Fräulein Holweg, and so we can go away tomorrow and then—' "'Now we will drink our milk and sit very quietly a while at the table, dear child,' replied her mother with firm decision. "'And Rita, who saw that there could be no further answer to her question,' sat down in her place between her father and mother, and breakfast began. Every morning for a long time had begun in Herr Felon's house with pressing question about the trip to the Gemmi. Hardly any other thought entered Little Rita's mind. The plan for this journey had been impressed upon Little Rita's imagination in the following way, and had fastened itself firmly there. The summer before, her father and mother had made a trip to Switzerland. On the Gemmi Pass, Leading from Wallace across to the canton of Bern, they had been so especially delighted that they decided to go there again the following summer, to take the children and Miss Holweg with them and remain there for some time. On their journey, the parents had made the acquaintance of the guide, Caspar, and had told him of their intention and desire to hire a house in the vicinity and settle his family there instead of living in a hotel. Then Caspar had proposed to let them occupy his own cottage, which stood not far from the Gemmi Pass on a green slope near the footpath. He could perfectly well give up his little house at just this time, because he himself was always away traveling with strangers, his two boys were taking care of the big flocks in the mountain pasture, and his wife could live in the attic room and serve the Felland family. For them, the big living room and the two sleeping rooms would be put in order. This proposal was very acceptable to Herr Feland and his wife, and after looking over the little house, they decided to engage it for the summer months of the coming year. This news and the description of the beautiful fields and lofty snow-clad mountains, the green pastures and the numbers of grazing cows had made a deep impression on the two children. And for a long time, Rita had been hardly able to wait for the day to start on the journey. Even in winter, not a day had begun and hardly had one ended without Rita's asking, Mama, will summer come soon now? Now the summer was really there, and Rita's question became more determined and urgent. Every morning in expectant tones, sounded the words, "'When are we going to the Gemi?' Every day the child's impatience grew, and these impetuous questions and pleadings increased, until Rita could hardly wait any longer to climb into the train and travel to the high mountains and green fields. Finally the day came when the whole Feland house looked like a big annual fair, Every possible kind of clothing lay around in such piles in all the chambers that there was no more place to sit down. But little by little, everything disappeared into three huge trunks, and two days later, the whole Felland family were seated in the train, Ella in silent delight between her mama and Fräulein Holweg, Rita next her papa, whom she embraced every moment in sheer delight, for now they were really going on the great journey. Now they were going to the Gemi. End of chapter 1